Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall, joined by AJC beat writer for the Atlanta Braves, Mr. Gabriel Burns. Mr. Burns, thank you for joining me on the show. Yeah, sure thing, man. Thanks for having me on. So now with arbitration for the Braves, they signed all of their eligible players. So to recap, Fulte got $5.5 million, Vizcaino got $4.8 million, Culberson had 1.4, Winkler got 1.6, Gossman got nearly 10 million, Duval got nearly 3 million, Sam Freeman got 1.6 million dollars. What is your opinion on the signings the Braves made in arbitration? Which deals did you like the most and were there any that you were not a fan of? Uh, as far as that goes, um I don't think anything really. I guess them them keeping Duval was a minor surprise, but we had kind of gotten hints earlier in the winter that that was in play just due to kind of a break glass in case of emergency type thing. Uh, And obviously right now they're not really comfortable with their outfield situation. So absolute worst case, but you do have Duvall in there and at a, you know, not a groundbreaking rate. So, you know, that was kind of a, you know, safety play there. All the bullpen guys are interesting. Obviously, these deals are non-guaranteed, so it kind of gives you the chance to look at them, evaluate their health. You know, we talked a lot about Viz, and there was a little talk about maybe, you know, could they let him go. I I never thought that was a very wise – that would have been a wise decision. Uh, as long as he's healthy, he's one of the better guys in this bullpen. Him and Mentor in the back is fine. I mean, that's pretty acceptable back into your bullpen. So, yeah, I mean – not really any surprises. I mean, Gottman was the most expensive guy at, at uh, over nine. So, I mean, that's, that's about right. He's, I think, I think really you're hoping that he can provide not necessarily what he even did down the stretch last year. I mean, if he can just be like a solid, you know, three for you, I, I think they'd be pretty happy with that. So, you know, that's fine. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a faulty extension at some point in the nearest future, kind of at least got you know got some momentum toward that. Uh, I think it makes sense at this point. You know, maybe they want to wait and see how does he build off last year. I would understand that if so. But you know, that's a guy who, as long as he's continuing to make strides, it would make a lot of sense to try to lock him up. Um, first time All Star, you know, just seeing. But you know, you know I, I think overall, I mean, they did fine. That was a. Went over, uh, went over $20 million, uh, their commitments there. So we'll see kind of – they knew how much they were going to spend there anyway, basically. So, I mean, we'll, we'll end up seeing what happens. That doesn't mean that every single one of these guys is going to end up on the opening day roster. And like I said, assuming that they do add an outfielder, I think that, you know, we might see Duvall kind of facing an uphill climb to, uh, to crack the 25-man. How would you grade the Braves' offseason overall to this point through free agency and arbitration? Not really any major trades, but how would you grade what they've done so far? Um, I mean, it's tough to say just because just because of the outfield situation is really going to make or break the vote. I mean, right now, uh, if I'm just grading them off what they've done, I, I would just give them a B, but that's because I love the Donaldson deal. I think that was uh, – I might be higher on that than some people were. I think most – it got mostly praise. But, I mean, this is a guy who's kind of – for some reason, people are underselling it a little bit. I mean, this is a premier player. He was one of the best guys out there, one of the best bats they could have gotten. 
they didn't have to go into the uh, <clears throat> extended bidding war and drama that's, you know, kind of dominating these other teams right now. Now, I mean, obviously you would rather have, in a nutshell, you would rather have Harper and Machado than Donaldson, of course. But they kind of got ahead of the market. They got that deal done. They paid maybe a few more million more than they had to looking back on it. I don't think it matters that much because they ended up getting the guy they wanted. Uh, so it'll, you know, and I say this now, he goes into the year, maybe he's not healthy, he struggles, the whole signing's a bust, and then that would just kind of uh, create more panic just based on their offseason, which is, you know, again, it's been it's been a quiet offseason, and if Donaldson doesn't work out, it's going to open them up to a ton of criticism. But as of right now, he and the team insist he's healthy. I think he's still got another probably couple of great years, good years left in him. So, uh, you know, I'm, I really like that. I think the Brian McCann deal was good. Uh, they didn't have to break the bank. They bring him in as another stop gap. Obviously, there's a lot of good PR that comes with that. That never hurts. It's not why they did it, but, of course, it never hurts. And uh, they love William Contreras. And uh, so we're, we're going to kind of see what happens with that because, you know, he's probably another couple of years away, but – it's not the worst thing to just bridge until you get to him. I think the Flowers McCann duo should be fine. And, you know, I, I think they deserve some credit for not caving on the JT Real Muto thing. You know, they kind of pivoted to McCann and they elected to kind of retain their prospects and not go ahead and pay whatever price Miami was asking for. I mean, <clears throat> that was a report out there that it was Albies, you know, whatever. Whatever it was. Clearly, it was not something comfortable that the Braves would want to do, and not to mention that Miami didn't seem very inclined to trade him within the NL East anyway. So, you know, if there was, if Miami was willing to deal him within the NL East, except it was an extreme cost, and I think the Braves deserve some credit for doing that, but for not doing that because you end up cashing in these prospects, you're going to have to extend Real Muto anyway. I just, the way the situation was trending, I personally never really, never really liked how, how it was going. Uh, so they do deserve some credit for that. But ultimately, the, you know, to give them a final grade, it would really depend on outfield because if they ended up, if they ended up bringing Marquecas back, you know, everyone loves Nick. He obviously had a great year last year. But that's kind of a, you know, okay, we'll do this for now and see. That's kind of almost plotting, you know, for the future because there wasn't really a place for you to make now. So, Really, their entire offseason is honestly going to be, especially now that we've gone so long without them making a move, pretty much their entire offseason is going to be judged on what they end up doing in the outfield or if they can swing a trade for a top-notch, you know, rotation guy or, you know, another player or whatever and then uh, bring Mark Akers back. All right, Mr. Burns, thank you for your time and thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, sure thing, man. I appreciate you having me on.